Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show brought to you by myself and this other dude over there. My name is Javon J. Love Adams and with me is Ed Easy Smith. He played in the professional, he played professional baseball and also was able to, you know, do waggles and all that kind of stuff in the National Football League as well. He's a vested NFL veteran. How you living, man? Man, just one day at a time. But like I said, we you know we look up, man. And can you believe we're almost? I guess technically we're not at the halfway point of the season because we have an extra game this year. Right. But it just seems like it's flying by. And you know, Cardinals are obviously way ahead where we thought they were, and we're hoping that they can hold on to that uh, momentum. You know, especially after a, a loss that we'll get into here. But yeah. man, the season's flying by, and before you know it, man, we're gonna be you know we're gonna be eating turkey and. And, uh, you know, laying on the couch after with all that trip to fan, and then you know it's going to be Christmas, then it's going to be playoffs. So keep your eyes open, man, because it's flying. Yeah, it is flying. It's flying. It's funny. So when we recorded last week's <clears throat> last week's show, uh, it was before we got the news of your favorite player on the Arizona Cardinals, J.J. Watt. He is on the injured list. We're going to get into that. The Cardinals are no longer – in the last of the undefeated, they are. They now have uh, that O had to go, and <clears throat> pardon me. And then also want to get into kind of how the Cardinals performed against the Pack. <clears throat> Even pistachios before a show doesn't know <laughs> how they performed against the the Packers, and then we want to get into kind of the the moves that are taking place in the NFC West. I definitely want to get your thoughts on on that new addition that the uh, Los Angeles Rams had, and maybe the price that they had to pay. They're definitely going all in, and the the no rest for the weary as the Cardinals are getting ready to face the 49ers this week. So let's get into it. So Cardinals came up, Cardinals came up short. One thing that you and I both said last week on the show, I we both said three points at that point, and you and you did reserve the right to change your mind, and you did because on the on our Easy Sports Talk show on Saturdays, you had mentioned, look, I changed I changed my choice, I, I made a different decision. You, we both were going for the Cardinals when we recorded last week, but then you made that change to the Packers. I want to get your thoughts as to why you thought that was because I think your your rationale going into that, I think it made a lot of sense. And just this this game, it, the Cardinals fall short by three, and it wasn't uh, Aaron Rodgers that was the one that killed us. It was that something we've been mentioning even even during that seven and zero start. We were wondering when a team was going to really take advantage of that. What I see, what we both see, as a perceived weakness with that run with the run defense. So, your thoughts on how you saw this uh, taking place and why you made that last second choice to the Packers. 
Well, as you mentioned, man, I, you know, initially I had picked uh, the Cardinals to win this game. And then just as we got closer to game time, I started, you know, you know sometimes I overthink things, Jay, especially, you know, a lot of people think just because you play sports, you know, you're supposed to be an expert at picking things. Sometimes I overanalyze things mm-hmm. and it, you know, catches me in the end. Uh, I can give you several examples of that. And then my picks this year and confidence pools, et cetera, et cetera, suicide pools, uh, especially, uh, but, in this instance, at the last minute, I started just running through my mind, you know, head coach, who do I give the edge to? And quarterback, do I, who do I give the edge to? Uh-huh. And in both instances, I just started thinking, you know, it's hard to bet against, you know, Kingsbury has been improving, but I still don't see that master, masterful handling of pressure situations. Haven't seen that yet. And we have seen Green Bay go over to different places uh, and, and win some of those tough games so even this year so far. Then I started thinking quarterback-wise, how you know, as great as Kyler Murray's been, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not decorated like him. He doesn't have a Super Bowl yet, then to another. And I just started thinking, those two matchups alone, I think the Packers might pull this out. So I switched mm-hmm. my, my engines, and I went that way. And then, lo and behold, in my opinion, the game came down to we were outplayed on the field by quarterback, even though statistics won't tell you that, and we were outcoached on the field, and sometimes you can look and it's like, well, how did they do that? Man, the, the, and I explained to you on the show the other day on our Easy Sports Talk show, it's real interesting to watch the Packers come out in their first two series, and we dominate them. They went two, a three, two three and outs, and they looked like pathetic. It was like, oh, this might get ugly. And meanwhile, in our first drive, we marched down, we get seven. Right. But somewhere on the sideline, they were tinkering with stuff. They were, like, trying to figure out, okay, not sure what's going to work, but let's try this. Oh, that didn't work. Let's try this. That didn't work. And all of a sudden, they went to their third bag, uh, you know, of tricks. And what was that trick, Jay? Was, wait a minute. Okay. If we're going to drop back and try to throw the ball 30, 40 times, we're going to be on for a long day because Vance was on his on his mark in those first couple of series. But let's test this running game out. Let's see if they can stop this. And for the next three and a half quarters, Jay, they gassed us from one spot to the next, right? And then when we right. tried to stop the run, what they do? They went short passing game, stuff like that. And what does that equate to? That turns into short or short passing game equals running game. So now they're picking up seven and eight a pop. If you notice, they they took a couple shots down the field early, and then they were like, "Wait a minute, okay, that's not going to work. Why are we going to continue to fool with that?" And I, I mentioned this to you on Saturday. That was LaFleur playing chess against Kingsbury playing checkers, meaning Kingsbury came to the game with a plan and defensive coordinator. Once the game was kind of flipped and they started thinking above and beyond us and moving their chess piece, and we were like in that fast game, like move, move, you know, we were trying. Man, we just got outcoached because at no point in time did we make a decision to, okay, wait a minute, that's now – gassing us. Let's try to figure that out. No, we're just going to continue to pass, press, and rush them. And meanwhile, they're just gassing us through the middle of our defense. We never never made the adjustment. And I put some of this on Kingsbury. Like, like a lot of people will be like, well, that's not Kingsbury. Position. He's the head coach. What does he have to do with the defense? How many times have you seen Belichick go grab somebody by the back of the shirt if something's not going, whether it's special teams or this, they have a quick huddle, like, look, you need to adjust here, do X, Y, Z. Next thing you know, that stuff stops, right? We mm-hmm. never did that. Kingsbury never did that. And that was why I picked 
Green Bay at the last minute because I just had that feeling like, well, if this is a game of adjustments, we're not, I don't think we can win that battle. And then, obviously, we saw some shortcomings with our offensive strategy. We didn't run the ball like we should have. We saw some, quote-unquote, miscommunication that, you know, even Aaron, our producer on our show, spoke about the other day. And those are the things, especially at home, you cannot have happen, yet we allowed them to happen, and that's why you lose those type of games. Now, one of the things that you mentioned, and I want to get into, the again, the ending this game not only – losing that zero but but also kind of being a little bit banged up but you mentioned adjustments and you also mentioned Aaron Rodgers so would it be safe to say that Aaron Rodgers was that that he was willing to do the dink and dunk and to be able to 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 acquiesce to the running game as opposed to trying to puff out his chest and be the superhero so to speak is that kind of what you mean by that absolutely if you look at his stats Jay he threw the ball 37 times completed 22 passes for 184 yards, but he had the two touchdowns, which were crucial. I mean, we, you know, they didn't settle for field goals down there. Right. And what he did was his ego didn't get in the way. A lot of quarterbacks were more like, you know, want to drop back and throw the ball. You threw the ball 37 times. You're thinking you're going to, you know, you complete 22 of them. You're going to be somewhere near 300 yards, 280, whatever it is, you know. He had 184 total yards because he knew the script in this game and what they how they made their adjustments they knew if Aaron's going to drop back seven steps we don't we're not we don't stand a chance in this game we don't stand a chance because you could tell in that first series or first couple series we were letting the dogs loose on them and that's minus JJ Watt you know we did have Chandler Jones back but I credit Vance for once again being creative and sending stuff that I mean I'm looking at some of those uh, blitz packages and things they were doing. And I always envision myself if I'm out there, you know, if I was staying in on blocking, what would I be seeing and doing? If I was running a route, what would I have identified to make me know if I was the hot route to get out of my, uh, you know, long route and, you know, maybe turn it into a drag or turn it into a quick out or whatever. Some of the things Vance were do- was doing, like I said, even Aaron probably went over to the sideline and he had to look at that tablet a little extra longer because he was like, I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know what the hell they're doing. But you start looking at it, you start figuring it out, and that's what the Packers did, and they made the adjustment to, hey, this isn't going to work, but this will. And until they stop what we are now doing, we're going to keep on doing it. It was like a broken record, man. Time, Remember the other, like a few couple of weeks, cover or so weeks ago, I can't remember who we were playing, but we talked about time of possession mm-hmm. and number of plays. You know, they can hold the ball because I think it was Cleveland when we talked about their running attack. Man, we they ran they play, I think they had 77 snaps. We had a total of 55. 72 55, whatever it was. And time of possession was way out of whack. So we our offense stood on the sideline and continued to watch them just methodically march up the field, get into the red zone, turn those into TDs. And even with that being said, we still had an opportunity to win that game. But once again, I'll go back to we had that last two minutes, right, and some chains. We looked so frazzled, like, you know, not just players on the field, but coach. And it was almost like, okay, w- w- what do we do? You know, and and you can, uh, uh, and those quick decisions had to be made and what it looked like. It looked like somebody spilled hot water all over their lap, bro. And they're scrambling, you know, trying to trying to fan it like the wall, like that you can't ain't gonna stop burning you, right? You, you know, right. you've done that before. Right. You know, spilled I've done it. I've done all it. over the place. You waving at it like just because you waving at it, you know, <laughs> you know? 
And that's, that's frenetic. That's frenetic, you know, and that's what happened to us. And that starts at the top. If you're prepared, like, you know, you got to expect every game to come down to the last second. We haven't had that yet this year, right? We've had a lot of games where we started off slow, but all of a sudden we took advantage of it, you know, and boom, we, but we haven't been in those pressure situations. And I'll go back to why I changed my pick at the last minute because I knew at some point we might be in one of those pressure situations. Man, them papers might start shaking over there on the sideline, and he we just might not be ready for it. And as it turned out, I was right, Jack. All right, so let me say, let me just take the other side of it. Let me play the devil's sure. advocate. Yeah. So now we know that some of the deficiencies based based upon the last couple of seasons. If we look back to last year, we know that they started six and three, and then it all kind of went downhill from there. So some of the games where they were up or where they were favored, they didn't they didn't come through and didn't deliver. This year has been a little bit different. So when they got the lead, they were able to hold on to the lead. When they were able to come back a little bit, or they were able to 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 not to overcome bad starts. For example, when we're talking about. Uh, for for example, talking about the uh, the um, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Houston Texans and not falling prey as they did when they played the Dolphins last season and they had when they played Detroit, some of those games. So they've been able to overcome a little bit. So you learn through the doing, right? Mm-hmm. So would it be safe to say that now they they've had this rear its ugly head again in terms of those last minute those 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 clutch uh, those those uh, yeah those clutch time decisions. Now it gives the next time this happens, and I think I mentioned this on the show, the next time this happens, if we see uh, kind of uh, that frenetic pace or the, the soup being spilled on the lap again, so to speak, <laughs> that then we can really become alarmed or become it can become that trend. Am I wrong on that, man? Am I wrong? Well, I, I love your optimism. The thing <laughs> is, here's the, here's the thing, Jay, until we see it again, you know, we will have like the jury is out. I will say this. I ask you, what are we playing for? Are we playing for regular season victories? Are we playing for once we get to the playoffs, which is obviously a, a, a realistic goal at this point, sitting at 7-1. You want to get to the tournament, right? And when you get to the tournament, what does that mean? You're playing the best of the best of the best. So right. this was kind of a test with Green Bay. This is the type of team you're going to see after you get through the, the, the long 17-week run of Jacksonville's and Houston's and, you know, even – uh, Vikings and stuff like that. Run, you know, we play who's on our schedule, but your ultimate goal is to get to that tournament. My worry, and I know you brought this up on our show on Saturday, is well, maybe this is a learning, you know, spot for for Cliff. Okay, right. Let me ask you this. Okay, when your son is seven or eight years old and he does something, right? You're like, son, you just can't do that. You know, you 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 got to be smarter than that. Okay. He yes. turns around and does the same stuff over and over. Now he's 16, 17, and now it turns from, I'm a little worried about this boy. But he still, <laughs> he still okay. hasn't learned to this point. Okay. And it's like, golly, how many times am I going to have to, you know. And the thing with Kingsbury is this isn't his first rodeo. This isn't season one. This is season four. So have we seen the growth from one to four? And I know he's working with hey, different ingredients. I think it is, isn't it? Isn't it it could. Maybe it is three. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So even if it's three, wait a minute. Because when does Kyler's contract come up? I know a lot Kyler, of because Kyler is in year three, and then he has the ability to they okay to, to so, be eligible. Right? So, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, season yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, even, so instead of your son being seventeen and sixteen, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but now three years in, I'm looking for okay. When are we making those adjustments? When Cliff, when are we going to be that dude that's on the sideline and boom, when that immediate 
choice has to be made. We're not seeing the papers ruffle. We're seeing that confidence. We're seeing this. We haven't seen that to this point. And I'll, I'll set up after this. Yeah. I joked with you the other day. You talked about, well, maybe it's time for Cliff to look in the mirror and start figuring it out. And this is that time, right? I said, what if Cliff was looking in the mirror and he don't even believe in it himself? And he, <laughs> you know, he's pretty, I said, we are who we are sometimes, Jay. Yeah. You know, I mean, we can fool some of the people sometimes. We can't fool ourselves any of the time. Because you can so you can look in the mirror and sometimes we just know I'm not good in that situation. I'm going to try. I'm gonna, but, man, maybe at this point in time, you know, and we give him, obviously it's a long season, and we'll grade him on when this comes up again, where are we? You know, we got some crucial games. We got a game coming up against San Fran this week, you know, uh, within the division. You now have to face those Rams again coming here. They've beefed up. I mean, Russell Wilson will be back in their lineup in Seattle. So we're going to have an opportunity to see what Cliff is made of. Like I said, and Cliff, uh, you know, if he's sitting at home right now listening, you know, sometimes you got to get in front of that mirror and you got to talk to yourself and convince yourself that you can do it too. Because I'm not convinced at this point that, you know, when it comes push comes to shove, that he's going to be able to match up efficiently with some of these other coaches within this division and on this schedule. Interesting. All right. So speaking of the schedule, let's we we got a, a little bit of some injuries going on, some being a little bit banged up. DeAndre Hopkins. Now I heard we we've talked about it, and a lot of players, especially former players, have and current players as well, have talked about how they don't like this Thursday game for the fact that it's that that shorter lead time that you have to be able to prepare. That your body doesn't get a chance to heal up. You might get the the, the benefit on the back end with the mini buy of sorts, but your body is still not not feeling right and i've heard that intimated when with deandre hopkins that if this if the game had been played on sunday that he might have been maybe he would have been feeling a little a lot better than he was as opposed to the game is on thursday and so he's a little bit nicked up and then we know that kyler murray uh, i think their day-to-day i think i saw from on cardswire.com with uh with an ankle injury your thoughts on the deandre hopkins issue and then uh, also with kyler murray yeah i mean with d hop he doesn't practice during the week anyway i mean he hasn't practiced, I think, since last year sometime. You know, I, you know, I understand what he, where he's coming from. I don't want to make it – I don't like – it sounds a little bit like let's toss an excuse out there, you know. Okay. I don't uh, disagree with him in terms of not liking the Thursday game, but everybody has them. Um, the players' union voted on them. They, you know, it's not like the owners, you know, forced them into this. They signed an agreement – which I think was stupid, but the games are there. You have to prepare. Everybody has to be ready for them. You get one a year, you move on from that one. Um, injuries are part of football. We all know that. Right. Uh, D-Hop, like I said, he hasn't practiced much this whole year. Uh, whether the extra two and a half days would have rejuvenated him to the point where he was 100%, I find that part, part hard to, to, to agree with there because I know – once you're this far into the season, Jay, you're just like I said, we are who we thought you are. Your body is what we thought it was. Mm. At this point in the season, moving forward, and I'm talking after week three and four for, for the most part, every it's not like you wake up or get an extra day and all of a sudden, man, I really feel good. No, you feel bad 24 hours <laughs> from the start of the week. You get your one day off. You try to get as much treatment as you can. You feel bad all day, every day until the end of the season and you get your rest to try to recuperate then. But Still no, bad like, every day. Every day. But you don't know, like this whole thing, well, we'd have had the extra couple of days off. Nah, 
I mean, you would have just felt like you had an extra couple of days off. But come Sunday morning, you would have felt just like you did on Thursday. Minus maybe, you know, let's give it percentage-wise. You would have went from 65% to 67.5. Let's just say that, okay? <laughs> okay, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> so, but as far as, like, with Kyler, and obviously you want to throw, let's talk about it, bro. Your boys, Wonder Boy, is done for the season. J.J. Watt, we didn't even get the chance to talk about him. You know, once again, we got and at the beginning of the year, they made this big splash. Oh, we got, got J.J. Watt, you know. Man, all y'all did was go out and get a broken-down car. And you got 200,000 miles on it. And you expect now, it's one thing you go get one of the old classic cars, Jay. Where all you want to do is pretty it up, you know, do all the engine work, and then put it in the garage and never drive it unless you're mm-hmm. going out to show it at the car shows. Okay. That's one thing, right? You yeah. went out and bought a car that had 250,000 miles on it, and you plan on using it every day to commute to work and your But it was a fluke, have, right? But uh, it was a fluke injury, no, right? Is, no, that thing is a fluke when you're always injured, Jay. <sighs> if you're somebody who occasionally gets injured and, and can play through them now, here's the yeah. other part. I had people texting me talking about, oh, my God, did you hear J.J. Watt got hurt in the game? And he actually played, you know, finished the game. with. I'm like, okay, you want me to run down a list of stuff that I got hurt, uh, bones, and and ruptured MCLs and stuff like that, where I finished in an art and a game. Right, and right. So, but it was like this miraculous thing. But I'm saying, and then I was wanted to respond like, okay, so he was heroic and finished the game. What does that mean for the next nine games? He's once again going to be absent, um, and he'll be on the sideline cheering, just like uh, the water boys and the the trainers and everybody like that. So once again. Like I said, this huge splash that they made, you know, I thought I thought this, and you can go back and look at the tape. I'm not just making this up now. We've been this talking about true. this since the summer when the sign, when the trade, when the the, the, the deal was signed. I was not a fan, a big fan of it because of the possibility that he yeah. might go down. And the first seven games was, you know, he was hanging in there, Jay. But seven, we're now on the IR, going to miss the season, probably finish out three months. Once again, we spend all that money and get nothing on our return. And, I, you know, I, I know, you know, we've done some other things as well. We'll see how those pan out. But what the biggest uh, ability is availability. And once again, you know, we can run down the, the, the you know, the list. That he's been, four in the last six years, he's been, finished the season on IR or been, he's been on IR. And here we go again, uh, un, uh, unfinished season. And like I said, he's one of the greatest that ever played the game especially his position, but if you're not out there, you know, people have been asking me, well, don't you think he'll still be able to lead, you know, even though he's a – I'm like, yeah, he'll be able to lead in the locker room before they go out and then hollering from the sideline, but he's not going to be in the huddle doing anything. My brother, my brother. So here's here's something before we – because I want to get into, again, the, the moves on the NFC West made by the L.A. – by the Los Angeles Rams and then get into the our, our thoughts on this 49ers game. Do you think if – depending on the severity of Kyler Murray's ankle, do you think, I heard uh, locally, this maybe he should just not play this week so that we can make sure that he's that he's he's never, he's never not going to get back to 100%, but so that he can heal up a little bit more. And we have a backup uh, in Cole McCoy that is that should be able to carry us through a game or two, a start or two. What are your thoughts on that? Man, I'm, you know, this is, and I think we're on the road this week, right, in San Fran? Right, yep. And I think yep. they even still have us favored right now by two and a half. That's with Kyler Murray, obviously, probably still in the lineup. Um, 
it all depends on the severity of the injury, Jay. Okay. If if he is really hurt, uh, you want, one of the things you don't want to happen, and our case in point with Dak Prescott, I think they knew all along they weren't going to take Dak and throw him out there and on the field Sunday night against Minnesota because the fear is you go out there and all it takes is a tweak or something like that, and now instead of you being week to week, possibly being back next week, you're out for four to five or something like that. So I think the thing with Kyler, you kind of, uh, you know, obviously monitor it in terms of is this something that is could be a long-term nagging thing or does he really just need a week or so to get totally healed so we then again don't have to worry about this? And none of us really know. It's all speculation. I know, I hope they make the right decision because we all saw how once he got dinged last year and never really recovered, uh, his entire game changed. He's a dude right. that needs the legs. If this was a shoulder or something, I'd say, you know, he, he could always still make some adjustments on the fly with his feet and get out of trouble. If he's just a pocket passer because of his height, which is a disadvantage, he's a sitting duck back there, if you ask me, if he doesn't have the ability with his legs. So that's right. one of the other things I'll have to take into account. We'll find out how severe the injury was by – them, if they decide to play him, then we'll, in my opinion, be like, it must not be something really serious. But if they sit him, my thought is they don't want this to turn into something that could be a long-term, like I said, could really uh, cost him a, a chunk of the season instead of just one game. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. There On Monday morning, the news came. The Los Angeles Rams and the Denver Broncos, they agreed to a trade. Vaughn Miller going to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Von Miller is 32 years old. He's in the final year of his contract. The uh, the Los Angeles Rams, I want to say that they gave up, what was it, a, I think a second round. Second and a third. Second and a third uh, for 2022. If there is ever a team <clears throat> that is saying we are all in and eventually we're not going to have no picks, they're like the Los Angeles Lakers of the NFL. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. they are trying to give whatever they can and then just they are going to be the Sahara Desert after a while because of all the contracts they're going to all the because they won't be able to sign any, anybody or just have people on all these minimum minimum deals. But what does the impact of Von Miller? Because is when I, Von Miller better player than say JJ Watt, right? Yeah. But injured injured last you know last season he didn't play. Yeah. Um, he's he's had some injuries too. I think the same type of thing when they're in the same quadrant, they might not be the in the same in terms of where they're at in terms of diminishing skill set, but I put them in that same quadrant maybe in terms of a player that, yeah, you 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 leverage in a lot to for this this particular player. How much of an impact do you think Von Miller will have? in the NFC West, because we know in the, in the group chats that we're in that there are a couple of the, the Sean McConnell and, and Earl and casual E, they were so upset because now it's time for the Arizona Cardinals to make a big move. I, I don't know about all that, but what your thoughts on Von Miller and his, and his potential impact? Well, my partner, I, I hate to disagree with you. Oh, <laughs> for me, when you're, you look at Von Miller uh, last year, he did he did miss chunk most of the season. Mm-hmm. But you look throughout his career, you're talking about available. This dude was there all the time. Okay, MV, MVP in a Super Bowl, I think. Yes, and, sir. Yes, sir. You know, all pros, et cetera. Say so you run down the list. The thing with me is you're taking a dude and bringing him over, 
and you're saying, hey, what you doing to the rest of these bad dudes right here? <laughs> you run down the list. Yeah. Yeah, what they have as Aaron far Donald, as their, yeah, yeah. you know, and and basically what you're saying is come join this all-star team we already have. We're not asking you to do everything. Now, remember when we got J.J. Watt, the first thing everybody was like, oh, my God. They were like, we're getting J.J. Watt of like four or five years ago. Like, he's going to be a – I'm like, whoa, slowly roll, slowly roll. We right. didn't have a – you know, it was like, you know, with Fawn Miller, like I said, they're going to ask him to do exactly what he is best at doing. Get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're going to have – now we got you on the other side of Floyd and the Arn, Donald. You know, you, Arnold, you're going – man, you all you got to do is pin your ears back, stop a couple runs here and there, but when the quarterback has to throw the ball, you go get him, right? Okay. For me, this was this was the equivalent. You go, you're going to feel me right here, Jay. Okay. What the Rams did was the equivalent of the hottest girl in the school. Hot. Like, she's not a 10. She's 11. Okay. She, went out, she, she comes in after spring break. She got a boob job. Bruh. All that did was like, damn. I mean, she was already fine. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's exactly right. what I look at this move like. Like, I mean, let's pick out, let's try to identify a hole with the Rams right now. And I know it's all on paper. But right. Also, they're, they're, they're actually 7 and 1 right now, too. Yeah. Only losses to us. So it's not like they're building something and let's see what happens. They're already a good team. And you're like, okay, well, they got good front. And then linebacker-wise, no, okay, secondary. All right, well, let's find some holes on the offensive side. Okay, man, they got a pretty good offensive line. They got quarterback. Damn, all these wide receivers and a tight end. And, holy cow, head coach. I mean, you go down the list, everything's checked right now. And like you okay. said, they basically have mortgaged not just today and tomorrow. They basically said – Kids, we're not getting you anything for Christmas for the next 10 years. <laughs> but here, here's a brand new whatever input that, whatever that is. Here's a brand new this. I ain't getting yeah. you nothing for 10 years, but you'll be happy with this. And that's exactly yeah. what they've done. They pretty much said, look, we're going to go try to get us one or two, maybe three, depending on who wants to stick around for as long, you know. But in the meantime, I said, who cares? We don't care what the future is. It's called the future for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Got you, got you. So in the immediate future for the Arizona Cardinals is the San Francisco 49ers. They will be going to the yay area to take on the 49ers. This is one of those, regardless of what the record is, we know that the 49ers will always play you tough. 49ers are 3-4 and at this point of the season. Of course, the the Arizona Cardinals are 7-1. and How do you see this one playing out? Um, this is what this is going to be interesting because you got punched, right? You got punched. Mm-hmm. How do you respond after getting punched? You got knocked down. Now you now you stand an eight count, or you coming back and you ready to get back in the form and do what you need to do. What do you? How do you see this one? You know, conventional wisdom will say you know Cardinals should go in there and it should be a close game and they should win. I'm still a little curious as to the health of Kyler Murray, Hopkins, uh, you know, some other issues we might have. That run defense does San Francisco attack us? You know, you know, San, you know, San Francisco. That's what he loves to do in the first place. He yeah. wants to he wants to run and run and run. So that's it's going to be one of those things where they they probably salivate to try to get get even yeah. in the score. Well, you know, you look at and sometimes you look at Jay. Who's the more uh, desperate dog in this one too? Who's going to play with more desperation? San Francisco sitting at three and four right now. They cannot fall afford to fall another game in division to a team that will then have beaten you twice 
right. um, they're going to come out swinging. And if if I don't see that from them, I would say, you know, Shanahan, you have an issue now. Uh, you know, maybe that team's giving up on you. And now they're still missing some pieces, especially I'm not sure if Kittle's going to be playing. But, you know, I man, I, I, going on the road is tough. You know, and I've been wrong a bunch of times this year, uh, home team showing up. But I do, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, the jury is still out. Well, this is Tuesday when we're filming this or taping this one. I want to know more on health uh, of our team, for one, yeah. uh, to make a pick right now. I would say this is going to be a close one. Could be a, like a 24 to 23 game. And I'm going to leave it at that and not pick the winner until I know more about who we have in terms of our personnel against their personnel. But I do think this is a one-score game. Could go either way. I just like I said, I, I need more information before I just go throwing my my pick out there. And I mean, you know, like I said, I, I it could it could swing one way or the other depending on who is active and who isn't. It's I think it's going to is going to be a gut check uh, when it comes to again that that part of the the run defense. There were teams that just that maybe wanted to take advantage of what was a perceived weakness of the Arizona Cardinals, but maybe couldn't. And then those teams that have the ability to do so, like a, like a, a Packers, when they were doing it, Minnesota was doing a good job of it for a while before the Cardinals just were able to kind of get get into the right groove and kind of pull away. And, of course, we know a missed field goal always helps at the end of the game. Yeah. But, but having said that, it's going to be a gut check, a, a litmus test of sorts for the Arizona Cardinals to, to see how they respond, to see from top down, so from coaching to, to players in terms of, Everybody being on the same page and yes. no miscommunications. Let me ask you a question, Jay. And I, you know, our, our great friend Mitch, he sent me a text. It was uh, Monday, or maybe even over the weekend, regarding like I guess Kyler Murray's kind of reaction to what happened with AJ Green in the end zone at the end of the game. I think his comment was kind of like, "I haven't even talked to AJ since then." And I'm once again, we're like, there's a question about his leadership and maybe accountability for actions, not just on the field, but how you guys interact. And that's one of the things you're talking about. It's kind of gut check time. It's also kind of check time for who is our, how our leader reacts to certain things. Meaning, you know, I I didn't like the reaction after the interception was thrown and obviously Green Bay and their fans were celebrating the laying on the field on your back, like, Oh my God, you know, that type of thing. And then yeah. it always never fails. Then you got to get up and you got to limp, you know, to let everybody know how hurt you are and stuff like that. And it's like, these are things I'm looking at. And I'm just like, man, you know, get up, you know, maybe go over and, you know, talk to AJ and we, you know, we have an interaction. But, you know, look, we lost this one, but hey, we're still 7 1. We're going to get this, you know, like the ever uh, eternally optimistic, optimistic Russell Wilson. Right. Russell Wilson. Russell like, Wilson is on the opposite oh my end of that God. I mean, Russell would have went over there and hugged AJ and, like, embraced him, and you would have heard, hey, man, we're okay. We're going to get by this. Don't worry. You know. And, and I, <laughs> you know. He would have. He would have. He might have took his helmet off and gave him a kiss on the cheek. I mean, something, yes, something yes. just to show him and the world how much. I say, I don't care what we – Am I your brother's keeper? Yes. Yes, I am yes, my brother's I am. keeper. Yeah. I'm still looking for some of that from our young quarterback. He he seemed like if you mess up and who knows what to communicate, he might have been wrong for all we know. AJ looked like he was in a different world thinking something different, but who knows who was right and who was wrong. 
It's right. just that I don't need my quarterback wanting to point out who's right and who's wrong on the field. I need right. more unity and more leadership. And this is going to be an opportunity if he plays in this game, uh, going into San Francisco, hostile, whatever it is, you know, show me some leadership. This bounce back time. I don't want to see Pouton. I don't want to see that the dejection that we current we see from him too often. Does uh does Kyler Murray have a little bit of Ben Roethlisberger in him then? A little bit. You know, you know, you get what I'm talking about? That yeah, oh, no. you know, or that that type oh. of Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm just you know, I mean I love, you know, when you score the touchdown, he wants to slide the ends and ends on do the zen thing and all that stuff. But yes. then the second you get knocked down or it's a little unsuccessful, all of a sudden it's like, you know, like like I said, now you everybody's gonna come help me off the field and you know, I'm like, so yeah, and always, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, that, yeah. that's easy to to monitor. We'll see how often we get that the glimpse of that moving forward. Yes, sir. So on on that note, this has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. As I like to say, tell a friend to tell a friend about what we got going on here. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, and we are presented by Bet Online. And as we always like to say around this time, are you kidding? Till next week, be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.